Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my bright, cheery, and helpful co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast. We listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's usually a new discography per episode, except for EAE singles episodes like this one, where we discuss a brand new album that just came out. And today, we'll be discussing, every, not every album, but one album by... The... Newest album by Mutoid Man entitled Mutants. Mutants, Mutoid Man. Ooh, fun band. Alex pick for this one. Yes. And ama- amazed that uh, you you have took a little bit to get around to the more uh, boots, bootski. Oh, uh, Brodsky. Brodsky. Yeah, Stephen Stephen Brodsky. Uh, I have never listened to Mutoid Man. Yes, but uh, this is my first Mutoid Man album. Yes, but you've uh, put a few of his albums that are not Mutoid Man on your endless. I've heard him before. I've seen him on things. I've seen him on uh, fucking whatever minutes to mi- midnight. Oh, t- uh, two minutes to late night. There we go. Uh, I'm thinking of like an actual song. Uh, and then. His uh, album with Marissa Nadler was mm-hmm. on my 2019 year end list, which is like, I mean, I've gone back to Marissa Nadler uh, in years since, like mm-hmm. albums she's put out. He's the reason I like that album. It's all him. Like, oh shit. He's the reason. Like, yeah. I like him. Like she's fine, but I'm not yeah. really not really into it. Um, her, her this mu- dude rules. Yeah. Uh. So I'm I'm assuming you had a good time here. I had a good time. Your first listen, I'm like, okay, this this is fun. You know. Not party metal, but mm-hmm. it's like fun metal. And then second listen, like I think I like this a fucking lot. Yeah. And third listen, like this is yeah, this rules. It does. It does rule. Fucking rules. It does indeed rule. It is the most ruliest. Unruly, you would say. Unruly, even yes. All the generic awesome terms for this album are completely at home, dude. So the last album they put out was 2017. Warmones, which yeah. is awesome. And I, I mean, I thought they had more, but I guess it's just the three and then maybe some EPs. Or, yeah, really? Uh, so, yeah, all their albums are amazing at time of recording this. I can't believe it's been six years since the because it seems like a I don't know anything about this band. I'm, any claim I make is, is full of shit, but <laughs> it seems like they would be more active, especially with a guy who, uh, whose face is around as, as prominently as Steven. Yeah, I guess he's this Steve, whatever. You know, he seems like a, a busy man who like doesn't necessarily need this band to get his creative juices going, as we've we've noted on our year ends, and also you know uh, he was in Converge for a, a hot second, and then he he'll like guest appearance, but he had a hand in doing the Converge Chelsea Wolf album. Oh oh, that was a good album. That was a good ass album. Made both of our lists, didn't it? Yes, yes, it did. Uh, and this album, so I have no frame of reference compared to the previous albums. I can't compare it at all. I have no idea. But this is just like a Metal Nerds album. It's like Metal Nerds made this album. Yeah, it's like it's this blend of nerds, heavy music, and then almost like uh, like twisted saturday morning cartoon aspect to it especially with the cover art yes especially that cover art it's so fun yeah but they this they're they're kind of in that same thing where a band like motorhead or slayer is where they do the one thing Mm. but they do it really good so that i was i went in expecting 
uh, crazy, proggy, kooky, basically what the cover art looks like, just it, based on the limited knowledge I know of, of Brodsky. And then this album, what I mean by the metal nerd, it's like a, a kid who grew up listening to all kinds of metal and mm-hmm. decided to make his own album because on each song you can kind of pinpoint a different style of it, a different, like one of the, I think it's one of the singles, Siren Song. I might mm-hmm. as well start talking about the album. Um, it's full on uh, NWO BHM inspired. Uh, new wave of heavy, heavy, new wave of British heavy metal. Yeah, very priesty, very maideny. Um, especially um that section. There's a section on two fifteen where it's just the most maideny thing ever with like the guitar minis and all that. Um, something they do that I appreciate and is the most prevalent on on Siren Song is balancing these heavy, nasty riffs sometimes with like upbeat triumphant vocals or even even guitar lines in different sections of the song and it's not even a juxtaposition of things it's just it's just the whole picture it's just the whole thing uh definitely the vocals are uh one one that i didn't uh i didn't know what to expect going in okay there's a nice mix of all kinds of shit there's like there's a some like on the opener and also the other single, Call of the Void, is uh, a video for that. Yeah. Also, Very snarly Dave Mustaine vocals. I noticed that later on in, I think, Demons or Memory Hole, I kind of was like, oh, he does have like a little bit of a, a, mus- a snarly Mustaine going on. But yeah. Call, Call of the Void is one of my favorite songs of the year. It's, really? It's, it's perfect. I Really? I don't agree. It's one of my least favorite songs on the album. I think I, it's a great song. I, lo- I love it so much. Um, it And I'm not like, I I think the album's great, but I I don't think anything else tops Call of... There's other things I like a lot, mm-hmm. but the high I got from Call of the Void just didn't really... What, what didn't do it for me is most of that chorus, which is just super 90s punk sounding. I love you're, it. You're a bigger 90s punk fan than I That's am. That's true. So, I, lo- I love Bad Religion. Exactly. I, I grew up listening to Offspring, but kind of grew out of them. So, so I, that makes a lot more sense to me. Uh, it, it's complete with like Misfits woes, mm-hmm. sing along woes. Uh, it's a good song. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, although I still love a lot of it like that. I mean, it opens with this super crazy, scrapey guitar tone. Uh, and that's a and that's a thing I, I did expect going into this uh weird crazy guitar tones mm-hmm. uh didn't disappoint there but when speaking of the 90s punk stuff it, there's there's moments of that all on the album um where they go into this thing that's very clearly uh 90s punk inspired Th- the way i think it does it the best as well as one of my favorite songs in the album that i can't fucking deny is the closer baby oh, setting dude. sun good fucking god it's it rules i love it I can see why someone wouldn't like it, but I still love it. It's interesting because they're very, they do the like condensed prog rock thing where there's all these different elements. So maybe on like first or second listen, you don't think they're diverse songs, but they actually are. But setting sun is the most like first listen, like that is the most diverse song on that. It's super extremely, because it opens with this big old epic proggy intro that doesn't go on for that. Like it, it seems like it's going to go on for a fucking lifetime, but um, it sets it up as this big, epic, heavy, slower song. Then it cuts right in this insanely satisfying punk riff. Yeah. It's, it's this 
it, it kind of starts off like a hard rock song, maybe like more like a Thin Lizzy. And then you get your Mutoid Man shenanigans that we're all here for. And then also during certain sections, there's this like bright percussive instrument. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. I don't think but so. But it's such an, a nice touch to these somewhat chaotic and messy songs. They are. They are chaotic but they're they are extremely tight though oh for sure uh, yeah the chaos is is not a malfunction it, it's no it is yeah. it is a feature yeah uh favorites for me i have to say it's probably a three-way tie between um yes yeah, setting sun unborn and demons they're all just so fun in completely different ways that's oh man that's that's what we i i like all those songs but it's so interesting how we always have our little like little differences because then my other two favorites are broken glass ceiling i just love oh. the, the squealy pitch harmonics when yeah, you, yeah yeah you get the more heavy stuff over the fast stuff but that's still there and then i love graveyard love is just like a just so really that's uh, my least favorite song on the album yeah i yeah. just like it as like a nice simple ripper you're in you're out it is very simple in and out uh very fun and frantic main baseline to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm just not a huge fan of the, the hard rock, mm-hmm. more hard rock chorus. Uh, that, but that has some of my favorite vocals on the album, some high pitched squeals. That yeah. Sound pretty rad. I think that's, what's beautiful about mutoid man is, is, and you know, they're not the biggest band in the world, but why I think you can show them to most metal heads. And there's all these different things. Like if you only listen to this genre genre x of metal or mm-hmm. genre y you can like notice all these different things in their music and when there's a ba- when there's a band this fun it's kind of hard you can't really shit on them no because they're no. not taking themselves seriously seriously so if you if you go in too snobby you it's easy to, for you to for you to look like an asshole yeah you're the asshole and yeah i've seen them live and they are you know just as fun as you would think they are oh that's great and then yeah that that drummer um Ben, what is his name? Um, yeah, Ben Cro- Ben Kohler, dude. He's just like he's like a metronome. He's mm. just like blasting or doing like the boom bap beats on and- fucking Frozen Hearts, dude. It it he just goes into blasting every other like bar. He and he makes it look so easy. He he makes it look like he's just playing like a standard like easygoing like. 4-4 four, four beat you learn first day of drum school or something. And yeah, he, he goes in and out between crazy shit. Just in and out. Just regular fast beat, bam, full on blasting. Just on all, a dime. fucking all over the place. Yeah. I think Frozen Answer is my favorite drum song. Uh, <clears throat> what was it? Uh, Unborn. I said it was one of my favorite ones. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, that is the, the that is the ugliest dirtiest ugliest heaviest and wild but with clean vocals that fit perfectly yeah oh i love that yeah great this it is noisy ugliest as a song if you're not going to do a title track of mutants then i think yes unborn should be the ugliest song yeah uh, adopted title track <laughs> um and then demons it's like it's so sleazy i just I could show it to someone and they'd be like, that's who cares? It's just a regular, whatever, sleazy rock. I could see it not scratching any itch. I fucking love it. It just I, does it. I don't know why. I, yeah. I also like how groovy Demons is. 
because they're, they're groovy parts, but that one is the most for sure. Yeah, it is the most. Um, I keep saying sleazy, but I'm just imagining just full on strippers in cages to this song. It's like that kind of song. Yeah, this is like uh, if if the titty twister from yes from dust till dawn was a real place. Mutoid Man would be playing there. It's exactly it. It's, yeah. Oh, <laughs> God damn. Uh, memory Hole fucking rules. It's a nice mix of really chuggy and heavy um, with these hooky clean vocals. And it's not obnoxiously clean either. The, none of these vocals are obnoxious because he he's clean for a lot of it. But um, there's also, I guess, some guest vocals by uh, Mr. Aaron Turner of Isis. Oh, Check that episode. Yeah. And Nate Newton. Who's Nate Newton? I don't know him. I don't know who Nate Newton is. Either. Oh, no. We can find out. While you're uh, looking that up, he is a former <laughs> professional football player. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, you know Nate Newton, the guy who used to the, play for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't know who he is. <laughs> um, I think some of the the like craziest guitar playing in terms, maybe not technically, but like what what am I listening to? Is that even a guitar is on siphon, mm-hmm. where it's like. Is that a guitar that you're making sound like an alien spaceship? I would imagine so. Like, it's so so crazy. I also love simple yet rewarding lyrics like, oh, shit, what is this? It's an apocalypse. God, it's just so goofy. I think that goes back to like, like, yeah, this is... It's weird. Usually when I describe stuff as like, oh, like like teenage boy humor or it's more like your mind's in the gutter or you're you're stuck but this is like the most creative parts of like a teenager's like metal fantasy in a way this is like the the innocent uh the innocent really uh kind of nostalgic representation of like a teenage boy thing that i think of i mean for one the fucking cover is full-on toxic avenger oh yeah i mean yeah literally with the, with the biohazard things in the green uh so i just think of that like like if like I, a like a cabbage patch kids in fucking uh grow uh, gross ups and oh, oh yeah Brandon's TV. Let's, let's remind, it's not that juvenile but it does remind me of that I if I saw this cover art on a, a Genesis or a Super Nintendo game growing up, I I would a hundred percent buy it. I've played so many of these fucking Genesis games that stunk, but like looked like, like <laughs> kind of similar with yeah. this art. Yeah, uh, it's endearing. It's fair and nostalgic for me. It's, I mean, I think for '90s kids, for anyone else, anyone younger, they wouldn't fucking get it. I yeah, I didn't really think about. I didn't really think about how there is sort of this this '90s. Um, influence on it but it does it doesn't sound dated at not all a, not at all no it's it's very much like a, a nice little crock pot of well we like this kind of metal we like this kind of metal but we're gonna do our own little spin on it and like even i mentioned that uh siren song sounds like you know nwobhm but it's still way heavier and down tune down tuned and chuggy uh and chunky so it's not like it's not like a like a ween where they go in and they just they just play the genre fucking and they nail the genre. Mm-hmm. It's like they're doing it their their way, which is uh, it always just feels a little bit more um I don't know, authentic. Yeah, there is a genuine level of fun that I think the band has that comes through not just on this album, on all their albums, even 
if they're doing like a, a more serious thing like war moans um mm. their last album I yeah think, yeah i think there is this like uh, a fun vibe they have that they're they're able to capture when they record and, and play live it's pretty rad and the fact that uh all these vocals are just so a lot of these vocals are so goddamn catchy he i much rather prefer at this point in my life this is how i i sing i'm not going and they still have screaming. Yeah, there's a lot of screaming still. Um, but it's not like, oh, we have like the black metal vocals or the death metal vocals. I'm not going to try or, you know, thrash. Me- I'm not going to try to fit into those. This is how I sing. And we're going to make it. We're going to make it work. Yeah. And it does. It does. And it's super fucking fun. Uh, also, yeah, there's this like no mistaking them for anything else. You know, it's Mutoid Man when you hear these songs i i can't i can't comment i don't know <laughs> yeah but if i go back to the other albums I, I i imagine i'll feel the same um which i plan to go to, back to the other albums what about uh converge are you a converge fan you ever only, i've only heard the one oh man so many bands i've only heard the one just because uh now my excuse is now we do the pod and i'm i'm in the middle of another discography same uh i I don't know. They never seemed appealing to me. Um, and shout out to Hillary and Connie who are getting both for at separate reasons getting into Converge right now. And they love them. So mm. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll go back to that well and, and try to. Uh, but how long was he went with them? Uh, he was with them for one album. Oh, OK. I remember growing up. I had I forgot he was in. um old man gloom i had a, a few friends who were into that i haven't heard them yeah i think they're a little more little more doom doomy okay and then uh yeah i forgot drummer ben kohler K- kohler yeah uh was on killer be killed killer be the, killed the, that actually made one that made one of you I, I like cheated and threw uh you threw two and one <laughs> totally cheated yeah i did cheat a little there <laughs> I also have friends who love cave in, which I have never given the proper time of day. Mm-hmm. I totally didn't realize the their current bass player for this album was in High on Fire. Oh wait, what's his name? Jeff, Jeff Matz. Matz. Jeff yes, Matz. Oh. yes. I totally forgot he was in High on Fire. So <laughs> was he a long time? uh shit we have to look at because yeah there i think he was they had a long time bass player it might be him oh shit yes yes yeah long time bass. i mean he's still the yeah, he's still okay long time. okay that's a fucking band we should talk about high on fire has more albums than ohm um but maybe one day yeah because that is fun fucking yeah band. matt pike is one of the craziest shirtless men and heavy metal one of the worst bodied shirtless men i right under iggy pop (laughs) i love no matter what shape he's in or he is he's gonna play with his shirt off he does not give a fuck if he's in shape if he's going through it like it's just it's gonna come off has he ever been in shape? I don't think he's ever no, been he, in shape. I think he was. I think like during sleep and high on fires early years, I think he started, you know, getting older and heavier as we all do. Yep. And then music uh, got heavier and so did he. Hell yeah. 
Hell yeah. I didn't know Cody Willis was the current drummer. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I saw that. Cody Willis. Oh, from, only from two years ago, too. Yeah. Just started playing with. Busy man. Now he's taking over for, for Dale. Yes. Oh. For the time being in the Melvins, Dale had awful spinal. Emergency spinal surgery. Yeah. yeah so that's uh, fucking terrifying. S- scary. So get well soon to Dale. I know he is the best drummer in the world. Like he's the best drummer in the world. Don't make his <laughs> spine good. He needs to be the best forever. And the fact that Melvins are still touring when one of the two members is going in for emergency surgery. Yeah. They're not, there's not even any, a, a consideration of canceling the tour. No. <laughs> to be fair, I think it was like it it started already. Like oh, like they said Boris was on their way to the states and it wasn't like a week out or whatever. Like uh at time of recording I saw they played um Pomona recently the Glass House. Mm-hmm. So like that tour was like like a few days out from starting as we've learned from the bad brains you can end a tour at any time if the reasons are drastic enough such yes. as you as a singer trying to stab an audience member or whatever the hell happened yes but uh, you just beat him with a mic stand i don't think he stabbed him but but if you're a of of sane mind and you have someone who was in the band for eight years playing already knows of, every song that's kind of perfect it is pretty perfect yeah that that's that just goes to show how fucking like you look at the lasting uh you look at success over the long term and then you see the ones that are still around or the ones that are like historically the best guys mm-hmm. and just the most the best to work with and the most you know decent human beings uh melvin's are a fucking shining example of that uh oh man i want dale to be okay <laughs> It's also um I never I never saw High on Fire with Joe Preston, but that's like right. kind of funny to me envisioning him in High on Fire for some reason. I don't even recognize him anymore because he's so old and he has these giant yeah. beard and long hair. I only know him from the cover of the Melvin's EP. Yeah. Where he looked like a nerd. He looked like a fucking Indian yeah. nerd, like a Sonic Youth nerd. What if when he joined High on Fire, he just turned into what he is? Maybe he's like a Pokemon. He has different, different. He's a, he's a, he's a ditto. He's, a, <laughs> he's changing constantly. This motherfucker's 44. He looks great. Yeah, it's crazy because um, when I saw he was in Old Man Gloom, I think because Old Man is in the title, I thought he'd look more like uh, like more haggard. But yeah, he's a little, little pretty boy. Also, he was on Blood Moon one. Yes, he was. Oh, right. Yeah. That makes I, sense. I think I pointed that out, too. I was like, I, I, so. I recognize that motherfucker's guitar playing. Yeah, that's another interesting one. Man, he's put out a lot of... Caven was like his main band. I'm stupid and didn't realize Caven is very much still active. I'm going to... Yeah, that, to new album last year. Oh, what what awesome cover art, Beautiful too. cover art. Uh, we, we bought up like video games earlier. They did cover the Smash TV theme. Dude, Smash TV. I fucking love that game. And then, yeah, that's where they got the name Mutoid Man. Oh, uh, it was a thing you fight that was called Mutoid Man? Yeah, there were Mutoid Man, a Mutoid Man in uh in Smash TV. There it oh, is. Oh, dude, I remember there this. There he is. I remember that. Fuck. <laughs> dude, Smash TV fucking ruled. And then that was one of like the first... 
uh, you know, a twin stick shooter kind of thing. Yeah. One of like the better twin stick shooters. And then it's so weird too. There was, there was a semi sequel called total carnage mm-hmm. that I thought uh, it was like better in every way. Cause it, it wasn't just limited to like, you know, the, the little, you know, legend of Zelda binding of Isaac four walls kind of dungeon. Yeah. Era. It, was it had those, open. but it was like, it was like a moving big area. Uh, and then eventually, had, I think you fought like a a, a giant mutant robot Hitler head. Okay. I think it was like, it's over the top. It's like crazy. That is also very much on, on brand. Exactly. Yeah. It, it makes the cover art and the whole thing that we're talking. It's ex- total carnage and smash TV is totally that. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's so fucking fun. Oh, this is uh, from Columbus. Monthly, Steven says, uh, I was going through a mid-20s life crisis. I guess you'd call it that. I started collecting some of the old game consoles I loved playing when I was a kid. Uh, Whenever I get into a situation where I didn't know what to do, I could just knock on Ben's door and he usually had the answer. So just bonding over... Old video games. Yeah. That's fucking... Dude, the amount of nostalgia i'm getting just thinking about that it's it's so fucking yeah that's the foundation this band is yeah. is built on <laughs> but it, dude millennials and nostalgia are fucking giant fucking pussies <laughs> i think there's a good way to do it like this where it's not just like hey remember yeah. S- remember smash tv where it's like we love these things but we're t- we're turning it into this new thing yeah i, li- I like that much more uh, absolutely although i have man i have so much fondness for that they, they're making a fucking they there was a speaking of like toxic toxic avenger they had a little shitty like saturday morning cartoon version of it called the toxic crusaders i remember that i yeah i had like a vhs of that fucking yeah. thing uh i'd watch that a lot my mom let me rent it the toxic avenger movie thinking it was appropriate for children <laughs> not even close why did they turn that into Trauma's a cartoon fucking nutty man did you play the toxic crusader game that's what i'm saying that's what I brought oh, okay. up. they made a fucking uh an arcade brawler of it like recently i don't even know if it's out completely yet oh it, it might be a remaster, like a remaster maybe because i think it was kind of hard or maybe i was just a small child who was not uh, good at video games because this one it's like it's definitely cleaned up. It has modern, like, I see modern graphics, but like modern, you know, cartoon mm-hmm. graphics. And it, it it stinks, man. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> well, man. I'm not a huge fan of, of uh, arcade uh, brawlers anyway. Yeah. Like Streets of Rage type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, uh, yeah, not, not I, great. And uh, speaking. Nostalgic, though. Yes. Speaking of nostalgia and Toxic Avenger, got a Peter Dinklage toxic adventure coming out soon wait really you're not just like making fun of them no i like they're actually making a new toxic avenger yeah with, with P- peter dinklage yeah what is he doing he's playing toxie he's a small man yeah i don't understand what's happening <laughs> he turns into a mutant who's normal that's <laughs> normal height he turns into a normal oh my god he's five foot ten but he's still you know toxic but he's still toxic. I'll yeah, it's toxic. Is fucking throwing all the little people under the bus for that fucking Snow White thing. Man, <laughs> short people got no. Um, yeah, like no one, no one, no little person gets a role except me, dude. Motherfuckers. CGI has done, you know, 
little people, I'm not saying they were eating good necessarily, but in the 80s, 70s, like, oh, they were doing, they had their place in Hollywood, and now it's just completely. Oh, the golden little era, dude. All, at, back when we used fucking suits and costumes for everything. Yeah. Oh, those are the days. See, we're back to fucking nostalgia. <laughs> oh, man. And you know what's weird is like, you would think you would think the the Peter Jackson way of just like oh we're gonna use known actors instead of little people oh, yeah, yeah yeah would have replaced it but now it's just like oh well this take your face and see like we won't even do the camera tricks because that's hard dude you gotta build a giant prop thing so that yeah. they're far away while looking like they're not far away that takes skill dude yeah we want that shit this is like uncanny valley stuff like uh you know back in the day i'm sure the the role of rocket raccoon could have been played by a, a little person it'd be you know to be fair we're talking about it's like the golden age of, of, of tiny people yeah it was just the golden age of warwick davis he had like he he, he oh. was the peter dinklage of the era he he ran shit <laughs> Fuck. they probably just like this wrote that in willow there was a a sh- a short person in there and he just magically appeared and he's like that's me did you say short <laughs> or have i got the guy for you <laughs> man oh the willows i never watched willow i uh i rewatched it a few months ago what <laughs> why it's so fun it's just so, really it's so i was i was on a bit of a fantasy movie kick mm-hmm because I saw the new Dungeons and Dragons. I heard it was neat. It is neat. It's fun. And there's just something nice about one-off fantasy movies that aren't trying to be epic. Yeah. Or they're epic, but they're not trying to tell you a story that doesn't end. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Will- Willow's is so good. <laughs> Got va- Valley Kills. I was not expecting this to go in a willow direction, but since we're on Warwick Davis, I was fucking terrified of the leprechaun growing up. I was, I was oh, so, be. dude, he was my nightmare. That's, that little fucker, that little shit. That's the best of both worlds. You got Warwick Davis and killer prosthetics. Yeah, that is true. It was really good prosthetics. The amazing prosthetics. Underrated movie. <laughs> Underrated movie. I don't know about the Vegas and space one so much, but. I have yet to see him venture into the hood either, but you know, we've that, seen the highlights. That leprechaun can go anywhere. He know he doesn't know the limitations of space travel. Probably time travel. Send him, send him to like the 19, 1950s or something. Dude, the fifties. What a shitty time to be a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> have him like rubbing elbows with like Al Capone or something in the in the twenties. That's more like 20s. Oh, just a criminal leprechaun, not even like oh. a murdering one. He's just a he's just a he's just a <laughs> this make him a Dick Tracy villain, just Dick Tracy versus the leprechaun. I I had we talked about Dick Tracy not long ago. I need to watch that fucking now. Those prosthetics are fucking crazy. Disney should they're fucking cowards and they won't, but put that fucking movie on your streaming service. I mean that's Cronenberg. You can't be associated with Cronenberg. No, it's isn't it, no, we had this conversation last time. It's, it's, I think it's all Warren Beatty. He just got like some wild hair up, up his ass that he needed to make this Dick Tracy movie. 
and he needed to let the whole world know he was fucking Madonna. And he also said, um, I'm going to make Al Pacino wear the craziest fucking prosthetics. You're right. I keep thinking it's Cronenberg. It's no, it's all, it's all Warren Beatty. Yeah. Uh, this movie technically has an Oscar. Why is it not streaming? Oh, right. It won the, three Oscars? Oh, three. Okay. I thought it just had the one. Best original song, best makeup, best art direction. Let me say, it, probably not the best makeup, but it's certainly the craziest. So, oh uh, my God. I'm for it. Like these, it's so weird. They said Dick Tracy's going to look like a normal person. But all the villains were going to make them look ex- exactly like how they're drawn in the comics. So they have like weird shaped heads. And yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking you just even if this movie's not good, you just I think there's something to be said about making a movie this fucking insane. That and star started El Pacino, Madonna, Dustin Hoffman, uh, James Keen, fucking James Caan, Dick Van Dyke, S- Catherine O'Hara. S- that i mean that's insane yeah. well i know what i'm doing pirating dick tracy dude danny elfman did the score oh are you fucking kidding there you go dude this is a perfect movie <laughs> i bet i don't know who did the cinematography on this movie but i'm willing to bet he Victorious, uh, I'm willing to bet this guy has crazy. Oh, the guy who did Apocalypse Now is the fucking. I already knew before you clicked on it. Oh my he, god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. And wait, so Disney owns? Yeah, Touchstone. Touchstone. Oh, yeah, Buena Vista. Yeah, that's that is Disney. Pussies, man! It did really well too. Oh shit! 162 million. And it only costs forty six to, to, to make. Yeah, you can't you can't make a you can't make a mainstream movie for fifty million no, these days. Not with There's, those names. No. Oh, dude, Kathy Bates is in here too. Holy shit! Oh my god! <laughs> it's just half Mutoid Man, half half us fighting about how insane the Dick Tracy movie dude, is. This is is this the best movie ever made? <laughs> it might be. It genuinely might be. Good lord. I might just I might just buy it when I have a few extra dollars. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So thanks so much for listening. Watching. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. We like the Mutoid Man album. It's a good ass album. If you're a metal fan in any way, I can't imagine why you won't have a good time. It's fucking actually super duper creative and really varied and diverse. Fun as hell and hooks, man. Fucking hooks for days. Uh, so, yeah, there should be a link to the full album. Uh, on Spotify in the description. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, go ahead and follow me on all social media at PanderMonkey and Alex on Instagram at Every Album Alex. Hell yes. And please follow our history guy, Tom Osmond at Tom Osmond Sounds on all social media as well as TomOsmondSounds.com. He does all our dirt digging and he gets us uh, some of the new albums ahead of time and it helps a lot. If you want to really help us out, Really help us out. Patreon.com slash every album ever. That's where you go. Some bonus episodes. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next. You get to join our Discord, be a part of our community, and suggest these EAE singles episodes. There's a new album that's come out that you want us to talk about. Throw it in there, and we probably might pick it out. And if you're tier two, you can suggest a full-ass discography for our bigger, bigger, longer-numbered episodes. So go there, do that, please, and thank you. Please check out my EP. There's a, descript- there's a thing in the description, link, fucking whatever. 
And let's wrap it. I know what you want to wrap it with. So I think that's what we're going to wrap it with. No, I want, I think you know what I want, but I think we should just do setting sun because it's so unique. It is unique and it is a big epic closer. Fuck yeah, let's yeah. do it, baby. Hell yeah. So thank you so much for listening and watching. See ya.